cheaper than rehab. Mimosas with friends. <laughs> Target dollar section. Sitting on the front porch with your best friend under blankets. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Cheaper than rehab. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, congrats on having amazing taste. Today, we're going to dive deeper into our chat GPT origin story of goat yoga. Yes, goat yoga. And no, we're not kidding around. (laughs) We're also going to go deeper into me and Tiff's travel escapades. So hang tight and enjoy. I have something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Did y'all hear that laugh? I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write a story about how yo- yo- uh, goat yoga came to exist. Do it. Do it right now. Do it right now. But don't mess up our recording while you do it. Okay. I'm not. All right. You, you, you go ahead. I'm okay. going to pull this up real quick. Okay. I'm going to find a question. Here we go. So we have a bowl of all of these things. Some of these aren't necessarily travel related if you haven't figured out because goat yoga was just like something that we were talking about and I just threw it in the bowl but I really do um so just you know paying homage to um one of our least favorite actresses um (laughs) and if you know you know if you've listened to us at all, you know that I'm about to bring up the goat, the goat, <laughs> the goat, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. But it says here when you were in England, her posters were everywhere. Like the people in England love J-Lo. <clears throat> so or are excited about her movie or some nonsense like that. So I'm going to say that they're not excited and that's probably why (laughs) the promotion team went as hard as they did i saw first of all i see the ads for this shotgun wedding movie everywhere but it was ridiculous in london it was on the side of the damn buses it was on billboards they had it on the side of buildings in the subway everywhere i went Jennifer was haunting me and I was like where's Tiff when I need like I need Tiff with like a sharpie so we could be in here defacing all of these posters hey look our story's done are you ready yeah I'm ready okay so yeah so JLo's face everywhere in her wedding dress in her wedding dress of course and those chiseled arms (sighs) okay chat GPT thank you it says this is the story about how goat yoga came to be once upon a time there was a farmer named joe who owned a farm full of goats one day while he was practicing yoga in his backyard he noticed his goats were very curious and started to climb on him in his poses at first joe was annoyed and thought the goats were ruining his yoga practice but then he realized that the goats were actually providing him with a new level of challenge and fun (laughs) He started to incorporate the goats in his yoga routine, letting them climb on his back and even using them as props for his poses. Soon, his friends and neighbors caught wind of this new style of yoga and begged him to teach them. Begged him? (laughs) So goat yoga was born. Now Joe's farm has become a popular destination for yoga enthusiasts who come from all over the world to practice yoga with his goats. The goats are the stars of the show, providing plenty of laughs and entertainment as they climb and play during the class and shit. 
<laughs> and to think. And smell. And to think it all started with a farmer, some goats, and a yoga mat. The end. And just think. <laughs> and just think. <laughs> it provides a different level. Of Why? Just- because you don't want them to fall over and die? Yeah. As if, as if yoga needs another level of, of challenge. The gimmicks. It's the gimmicks for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the gimmicks. Yeah. I'm tired of the gimmicks. Gimmicks to me feel like manipulation. They do. And I just don't like that. I don't, I don't know if it feels like manipulation. I feel like it's just more of an insult to my intelligence. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. just like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. I just... Eh. 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 <laughs> How are eh. you feeling today, too? <laughs> well, I'm getting sassier by the minute. You so. are. Yeah. Well, we've got about 60 minutes worth of sassiness so far. <laughs> oh, this was both of us. This oh. was both of us. What do we do? People who parent loudly in public. <laughs> this is a pet peeve of both of us. And this is something that I noticed when I went to Mexico to Cancun last year and um (laughs) I went to Cancun last year and we were waiting forever for our luggage right which was like a rookie mistake on my part because I haven't been to Mexico in years but like I checked my luggage and I will never do that again and going to to Mexico we're like waiting forever for our luggage and there's this lady and she is just Brooklyn Brooklyn, you're always running, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, come here, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, Oh my God, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, what an inquisitive mind you have, Brooklyn. Yes, and then like getting off the plane, when I was getting off the plane, I think from Florida the second time, it was like there was this dad and he was like traveling with his two kids and he was like, we have to go so that mommy can pick us up and ah, and like just obnoxiously talking to his children to make sure everybody around him knew that he was father of the year because he was traveling with his two children. I do not understand people who feel the need for their parenting to be like on a stage. So let's go ahead and call it what it is. Performative parenting. Performative. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that is something that I've heard about a lot in the last week. I mean, we're all, you know, the word performative is out there. Sure. People are using it. But that one did in particular resonate with me because um, I hate performative parenting. I have seen people like close friends, people that I'm like close enough with to know performatively parent like and it doesn't just end with Brooklyn in the airport. It's um, let's say you're at a party. And um, pretend like your kids are little again. And Zach goes and he bites one of the other kids at the party, right? Okay. Performative parenting also applies to those people who are more concerned with how the adults will view them than actually parenting their child in a way that's helpful to the child so instead of being like yo man you know talking to the your kid whatever your dynamic is and being like hey you know we don't bite you know that's inappropriate Mm -hmm. why did you do that and ask those questions performative parenting on the flip side is also like i'll whip your ass boy why are you in here doing that embarrassing me in front of you you know i home trained you you know and all that other stuff you're making a big deal so the grown-ups go okay Uh it's almost like you're 
you're putting some distance between you and your kid, right? right. Like those those choices don't reflect me because I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm it, a hard ass mom or whatever. It gets yeah. on my nerves in both directions. Yeah. So I have a question though. Okay. What do you think causes people to perform, be performative parents? And I'm not talking about like my example. Yeah. Like just in general. Like, you know, we talked about those publicly Disney moms who yes. like, they operate as if we can't hear them out loud, knowing yes. damn well that we can. Yeah. Oh my God, my little angel. Thank you so much for choosing me to be your mom. Like, bitch, this is a Starbucks. Like, I know yes. for a fact you don't think, like, this This isn't the conversation that you're having with your three-year-old right. standing in line. Right. Your three-year-old that does not give a damn. But it's eight o'clock it. in the morning and you have an audience. Right. And so, you know. I think that there's two things. I think that one, there is extreme codependency between the parent and the child. And then two, I feel like um, my identity is a mother. Ooh, that's a that's a whole ass episode. It is. I'm not Tiffany who happens to have children and be a mom, but I am a mother first and foremost. And there's a lot of people who who can say that or whatever. It's it's not to. It's, I'm not saying these things like in a judgy way. I'm right. just saying that we as women have to acknowledge that we are more than one thing or more than just our duties or more than I don't need everybody to know how I parent and I don't need anybody's approval for that as well. I'm with you, but you know, I disagree. I am being judgy. Fuck that. This is our podcast. <laughs> we can do what the hell we want. <laughs> I'm judging you. <laughs> Fuck them kids. I mean, fork them kids. Fork them kids. Fork them kids. Fork them kids. No, but like, I, I think that, I think that what happens is, is when that is all we cling to is the fact that I am a mother. Everything that I do has to become about how I'm performing. Because if some way, in some way, I fail at that, then I'm failing as a human. Right. And that's, that's a burden, man. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just like, maybe we should just go up and hug these women. And be like, girl, no, because there's so much more. Like, <laughs> but I don't. You have more to offer the world. <laughs> but I don't. I don't see. I've seen. I've seen codependent women, women who are codependent on their children. It feels a little more insidious than that. It is the performative nature of it is what makes me go. Why are you so thirsty for stranger approval? Right. That's because my identity is in that. And I don't have when your identity is is in being a mother mm-hmm. and that is what you do. You don't have a job outside the home, which that's fine because right. you're a CEO when you're a mom. Right. You're a full time mom. I know I did it. You do it like right. when you're a mom at home, like that's a job. Right? right. But you don't have an audience. You don't have a boss to give you a performance appraisal. You don't get. Well, you, well, girl, that's a different kind of podcast, but I literally look for opportunities all day to wink at you. And it's funny because we've hit that level now where I don't even have to say the joke. The joke is like communicated telepathically. Yes. Yes, girl. And I got you. My boss gives me my performance appraisals on the regular. Thank you. And so... <laughs> love you mom sorry coco um. 
we just pissed off somebody by saying that your husband is your boss. We just pissed off somebody about that. Anyway, so but cancel you, me, cancel, cancel me, cancel local cable. It's fine. Um, it's it's one of those things that you don't have. You're not in a meeting to show how smart you are. You're not around a group of coworkers or peers to say, "Wow, you did really good on that project." Right. Right. So now I have to. I have to. I have to fish for that. Right. And other, especially when I'm at Target and I'm around other moms. Yeah. <clears throat> I see. I see yeah. what you're saying. You know that what makes I mean? Sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I just, I don't know. Have you seen the other humans? Like, who cares what they think? Nobody around here has got their shit together. Nobody. <laughs> and you know what? Ironically, this is kind of a rabbit trouble. Ironically, the two times when I was in public with my kids that are ingrained in my memory. Oh, God. <laughs> of where I was a terrible mom in public, according to the world, was. Yeah. Um, one one time when Zach was three years old. Oh, God. I at remember. H-E-B at 10 o'clock at night. And I had to run in and get something. It was like my grandmother was sick. Like there was this whole thing. There was this whole circumstance of why I was even in the grocery store with my kids at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And he wanted ice cream. And I told him no. And he spit in my face. Ooh. And I popped him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't you ever do that again. Mm-hmm. And I picked him up and I threw him in the cart. And this lady came up to me. And she was like talking to Zach. And she's like, does your mommy always hit you like that? And she called the police on me. And we got in a verbal altercation in the middle of H-E-B at 10 o'clock at night. Girl. Yes. So when is it okay for people to... <laughs> Step to in. intervene no it's full circle it is. it's full circle it is. and she's like i'm gonna call child protective i'm gonna call child protective on you i'm like my husband is child protective like see i should have been there and i should have been like excuse me you see the way i just popped him in the mouth bitch i'm gonna do you next if you don't mind your fucking business <laughs> yeah but she doesn't mean it because Don doesn't fight <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't okay so i d- d- sidebar i don't fight i haven't had to fight but i still wouldn't want to fight me, me either because i live in my lizard brain okay i am constantly in fight or flight bitch i will not fight fair okay i'm <laughs> telling you pull now. your weave i will i will pull your weave i will bite your ear off we're breaking glass bottles <laughs> i'm grabbing the sharpest thing next to me okay because i already know i'm at a disadvantage so i'm going horrible <laughs> quick Horde, quick, zero to 100. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> so if anybody wants to G-check me, if you ever see me in a bar and you decide that this is the fate that you want, bring it. She'd probably have her grill on too, just so you know. Yeah. You know? Okay. Second time I was at Target mm-hmm. and we were talk. I was talking with the kids. I have a very open and playful relationship with my children, as you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids said something to me, and I said, oh, shut up. And this little girl went to her mom and was like, that lady just told her kids to shut up. And the lady looked at me, and she was like, oh, that's terrible. That's a terrible mom to tell her kids to shut up. And Alyssa overheard it, and it bothered her so much. Aww. She was like, mom, that lady right there said that you're a bad mom. And I'm like, why? Why? She's like, because you told us to shut up. And I was like, but I said it playful. Were you Like, you took that as playful, right? And she's like, yeah, I did. But she thinks that you're a terrible mom. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what that lady thinks about me. <laughs> right? 
right? So my public displays are obviously very different than Brooklyn's mom. Yeah. So. Oh, Brooklyn. Oh, my God. What a beautiful mind you have, Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just going to throw your goldfish up in the middle of the airport? <laughs> How creative you are. Can you count them? How many are there that you just threw oh, on the floor? Let's count. Oh, you don't want to count? You just want to stomp them? What are you, a dinosaur? Just stomp, 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 stomp. stomp. <laughs> out of control yeah we are Uh, brooklyn god bless you yeah good luck (laughs) good luck good luck i can't wait to see her mom's tiktoks in a couple years (laughs) Uh, well i won't because i guarantee you a woman like that is not on my for you page guarantee you i gritty gritty if it ain't gritty we ain't litty So here's a side note. This is actually one of the things that was is in the bowl. So if we pull it, we can ignore it. But there was a mom mm-hmm. at the airport when I was getting my baggage. Oh, you I, know, you have to you have to tell that story. Yeah. Too. And so I, I just figured it was a good like piggyback on all of this that we're talking about. And I'm talking to my husband and I said, oh, you know, I said something. I said, I'm you know, that's a bunch of shit. I'm not going to do that. And this there was this mom and this like eight or nine year old little boy in front of me. This family, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, whatever. And so they walk away and Michael looks at me and he goes, ooh, you pissed off that mom. And I'm like, why? And he's like, he said, you should have seen her turn around and look at you Mm -hmm. when you said shit. And she was just like (laughs) covering her son's virgin ears like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I cannot believe that you cursed around Hunter. Like, like. Oh, is there no shame? <laughs> is there no shame? Boy, we, 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 we've got a right, man. We just bring this stuff like full circle. Everything's relevant, right? Everything, all Everything. the time, all at Entertwined. once. Mm-hmm. Women are like spaghetti. That's how we are. <laughs> we just like make it all wrap around together somehow. Exactly. But is there no shame? Like, that's how she thought about me because I said the word shit in public. Well, never mind. Never mind. I have to remember sometimes that people I know will listen to this podcast and (laughs) it's already hard enough to make friends. (laughs) But I've got you. I guess I don't need any more. We're cuffed, baby. But could you imagine, could you imagine living, what it would be like to live inside of a household with the type of people that would be offended by hearing shit in public. Yeah. Like, yeah. I imagine that kid doesn't get Tylenol, grape flavored Tylenol, because there's dye in it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a silky mom, right? You're a silky mom. You're yeah. a silky mom. I'm a silky mom. If you don't know what a silky mom is, it's the absolute opposite of a crunchy mom. Absolutely. And so, like, we give our kids Tylenol and they get their vaccines. And if they want to eat McDonald's, they can. And sure, you can have four Cokes. I don't care. And I don't care. Not don't today. Care. Tomorrow I might, but today I don't. Right? Yeah. 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 And get, you know, yeah. hey, look, you want screen time? Me too. How about a kid? <laughs> I'll be upstairs. <laughs> come, find, come, find, come find me when you want a hot dog. Because <laughs> that's what's for dinner. And I didn't buy them at Whole Foods. <laughs> Or even Costco, I got them at Sam's. I was I was just thinking Sam's too. I was like, fuck Costco, we're going, going to, to Sam's. Sam's. <laughs> Fucking sun chips. That's Silky Mom HQ. 
I wish I would give my kids sun chips. They'd be like, <laughs> what is this nonsense? Why? <laughs> why did mom give us chips made out of sand? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Goodness. Okay. Is it my turn? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Guys. Uh-oh. Tiff? Yes. Tell me about this t-shirt you saw in Vegas that said, Stop sleeping with broken men. <laughs> so as soon as I get out of the airport, when I get there, we're going in the Uber. Like, the, the Uber game in Vegas is next level. Oh, I believe it. It is next level. It is how we should all be taking transportation. You know why, though, right? Why? Because that's, that's what it's like to be in a place where people mm-hmm. really give a f- about, like, the money that you're spending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have all of that incentive to be. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to yeah, I want to live someplace like that. Yeah. So like you go and it's like, oh, you have to go to the third floor of the garage and you go in the garage and there's like all of these um, cones set up and all of these number system. And then your your Uber driver texts you, I'm at P3. And then you walk through the little walkway and there's ubers everywhere and people just standing in line and like it's like this thing right Mm -hmm. and there's this lady standing there and on the back of her shirt so she can make sure everybody read it it said stop sleeping with broken men and (laughs) which was (laughs) which was interesting because we were in vegas right super bowl weekend right so it was full of broken men (laughs) And by the end of the weekend, broke ass men and and broken women and broken women, right? And um, so, <laughs> so I thought, wow. So it just reminded me, and I think we've had this discussion before. Like when I was a kid, the thing was bumper stickers, right? right. Whatever you wanted to tell the world, you put it on a bumper sticker and you slapped it on the back of your car yeah whether it was like some pithy it's five kind o'clock. of slogan yeah it's yeah. five o'clock somewhere like you know where i'm going honk honk like all these things right but now we just put all that shit mean on. people suck mean people suck yes mean yeah. people suck i mean you know the coexist sticker like coexist. yeah but like bumper stickers were the thing and you literally you didn't put them on your car or your window you put them on, on your, your bumper, bumper hence the name and so, but now it's t-shirts. Our bumper stickers are our t-shirts. We put everything that we believe on Girl, a t-shirt. I wear the same outfit every time I hang out with my family because 90% of my shirts would piss my family off. <laughs> and you know, it's true. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. If something happens, I'm on Etsy. Like who made a shirt for it? Yeah. I, I need know. people to know my opinions. I know. <laughs> I'll never forget the one time that I think you went to dinner at your parents and you were wearing a Kamala shirt and I was just like girl you just trying to start a fight or the time I took my mom out to breakfast and I wore my control guns not women shirt (laughs) you're an instigator I am am. so her mother's very conservative if you guys haven't figured that out Mm -hmm. and so we um so anyway I just that was like the first thing I saw Mm -hmm. when I was sitting there and I'm like shit man then we would not have children on this earth anymore if we stopped sleeping with broken men. But see, again, to me, 
I'm going to assume because it was a woman, a woman wearing a shirt that says stop sleeping with broken men. It was hot pink. Hot pink. So she wanted you to see it. Yes. I'm going to assume she was, that message was for other women. Right? So. Via her own story. Via, but why are we, why does the onus always come back on us? Right? How about you just, broken men, fix your shit. Right? Hey. Broken men fix yes. your shit. Yes. Right? It's always, oh, well, it's your, f- like, you know, you, you, you. You're the one that's sleeping with the broken man. Right. No. And then, How about that broken man need to step up and do something different? Exactly. Girl. Why is it always come back to us? Why is it our job? Like, you know, you, especially in this atmosphere with all of these, like, high value men podcasts and all, you know, Andrew Tate type of figures and stuff like that. Where it's like, oh, it was your fault if you're a single mom. It's your fault if you're, it, you picked them, right? You're the one who got in bed with them. It's like, but where's the, where's the responsibility for him, right? It's my fault for sleeping with broken men. It's my fault for raising broken men. Okay. At what point, who you are is not your fault, but it is your fucking responsibility. Exactly. And here, okay, so that's brilliant. And here is a thought that is probably far on the pendulum, mm-hmm. but- why don't men have birth control pills? They're working on them. But it's 2023. Yeah. Why are we just now working on that? Tiff, I think you know the answer to that I question. I know. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> but it's the same mentality. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like I was listening to this comedian the other day on TikTok. And if I remember who she is, I'll, if I can find her, I wish I knew her name. But she was like talking about how men, how women, when we are on our periods, mm-hmm are this is not my original content i just want to throw that out there she says when we're on our periods it's like having many heart attacks the amount of pain that we go through and she says it's something that we never knew because medical researchers were always men yeah and they never thought to research that yeah the patriarchy fuck the men hashtag (laughs) patriarchy sponsor us so wait, okay. Do so something we, like you always we've say. Got, we've Patriarchy, got, do something. Do something. <laughs> but, so we've got two CTR shirts, right? Right, right. Well, we've we have got, so many. <laughs> right, but for this episode. Yes. <laughs> we got, if it ain't gritty, it ain't litty. It ain't litty. <laughs> Hashtag CTR. <laughs> and broken men. Fix yourselves. Fix your shit. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag CTR. CTR. Yeah. And hashtag, sorry, Coco. <laughs> That's the third shirt. We're just going to get a shirt that says, sorry, sorry Coco. Coco. <laughs> On the back, cheaper yes. than rehab. Cheaper than rehab. <sighs> what? I have been waiting for this piece of paper. Is it British makeup? It is English makeup. By the way, there is a filter now on TikTok that will do your makeup. Like like English it's in your inbox on TikTok right now that you never read because oh. <laughs> I send you 900 of them. I'm terrible with social media. I really am. <laughs> it's awful. <clears throat> anyway, English makeup. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, um, and it's not the, the makeup you see on, on TikTok. It's not like the French fresh, glowy. We're talking English. It is, it's doffed. Doft. <laughs> no, it's um. She's trying to do an English accent right now, and she's not doing a very good job. <laughs> what do you mean? 
Hello, governor. Okay, sidebar. That is really, that is really aggravating. Every time I told somebody we were going to England, I got an annoyingly English accent back from neighbors, friends, relatives. And then when I was in England, I was talking to my girl, Joe, and she was like, who is English, who is English and has an accent. Who I adore. I love you. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. She was like, now you see how I feel. (laughs) And it's and I was like, oh, I will never do that again. I will never attempt to do an English accent again. (laughs) It was that annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where are you and the family going? Oh, we're going to England. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're going to get sponsors. Yeah. Pip, pip, cheerio. Oh, (laughs) Don't get your knickers in a twist, eh? <laughs> Can I smoke a fag? Mm? You gonna ride the lift? Mm? You get to go to the loo. Mm. <laughs> so this is this is my mea culpa, <clears throat> y'all. If I've if I've ever offended anybody with my terrible accents, just know I learned my lesson. My be, <laughs> um, but yeah, British girls makeup. So um, obviously, London is very very chic, like New York. Or, or Paris or mm-hmm. any of those places. Very chic. Um, outside of London, though. Right. <sighs> so what do they call, like, here would be, like, the suburbs. Like, what is it called in London? Counties. Counties. The yeah. little counties. Yeah, okay. they have, like, lots of little counties and, you know, little. Um, so, yeah, but on the outskirts, it was it was the hallmarks of this look. Very matte, heavy, dark foundation like the type of dark that would make you look like you grew up in sandra pay dark okay Okay. Um, no matter what your skin tone is no matter what your skin tone is okay right because you're gonna you're gonna drag that shit all the way down your neck (laughs) okay i feel a makeup tutorial coming on for tiktok that's gonna be our next tiktok we're gonna do we're gonna do an english tutorial yeah we are (laughs) um and then it is um Almost a a neutral lip color with an obnoxiously dark lip liner. Um, Very heavy eyebrows, Mm -hmm. really big, thick Russian lashes, and um, some sort of messy updo. And at first, like when I would, I'd be on TikTok and, you know, I'd get like, you know, these funny music makeup tutorials that are satirical and they're just like oh do my makeup like yeah. i'm from england i was like ha, ha, ha. and then i went there and i was like oh this is a legit look though like legit. like it's a thing it's a thing i i was just i would just walk around and be like i wonder where the inspiration <laughs> i was like i i feel like i'm walking amongst memes <laughs> you're like where's the cameras are there cameras everywhere is this a movie set what's happening <laughs> It was. It was crazy. What do you think the inspiration for that is? Because, like, I feel like in America right now, we're trying to get very French. We're trying to get very natural, very, like, oil, like, oil-based, like... Everybody wants to look dewy. Everybody wants to look dewy and fresh, like, they... Bitch, I woke up like this. Like, everybody, you know, like, I feel like that's the transition right now. We're transitioning away from lashes, I'm seeing less of, or if... People are, they're very wispy and, right. and natural, natural looking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, smoky eyes are almost dated at this point. Mm-hmm. Nobody does smoky eyes. Even eyebrows, those thick, luscious eyebrows. Now everybody's in favor of thinner eyebrows, Naturally. bleached eyebrows, yeah. shaved eyebrows. Oh my God, don't do it. Oh, 
please don't. The amount of women I've seen shave their eyebrows off on TikTok in the don't last month is insane. Don't do it. So, so what is the inspiration though? Like, so like now we know our inspiration, right? We're trying to go more minimal. Like, what do you think that is in London? Like, or in England? In England? Like, I think. Because to me, that's very like early 90s. Amber Crombie, like it, layered, uh, layered uh, tank tops. <laughs> you know what? I honestly, I can't say because I don't think I was there long enough to, to get an understanding gotcha. of the culture. And I don't want to speak out of turn. Sure. It was just an observation I made. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the memes and then seeing it in real life. I was like, <laughs> 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 that's funny. But I think I'd have to be there more to kind of understand the culture. Yeah, yeah. And like what these people's grandparents are like. And maybe I'd have more context for why they um, they think that's a look. I love it for them. Love it for them. I love that journey for you. <laughs> I do. I love that journey from from Lily White to <laughs> to Kim Kardashian. How do how long do you think it would take for you to live there to become that? Do you know how you look like you absorb into the culture? Like right now, just a second ago, you said the word y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's something that you would always say. Oh, I say y'all constantly. Even before you moved to Texas? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all finna. Cause finna. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Because but... in Florida, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty Southern. Yeah. Michael says it's the real South. Texas is. Texas is like a Western South, yeah. but when you talk about the dirty, dirty South, South, yeah, 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 yeah that's what I'm used to. I'm uh, right. the dirty South, but yeah, yeah I see you y'all are, a lot. You're all dirty and gritty over there. You know, if it ain't gritty, <laughs> it ain't <laughs> litty. Uh. <laughs> um, you know what? How long do you think it takes for Me. a person to submerge in a culture and just start taking on things like that? I don't know about a person, but I can talk about myself. Okay. I, I adapt very quickly to my environment. Like I knew, I, I, I can tell you now, if I ever move to England, with by the first time you come to visit me there or I come to visit you, <laughs> I'm going to have a British accent. <laughs> it would be the same way. Like if I moved to Japan, you would be, like, I would be insufferable. Like I, everywhere we go, I'd be like bowing and be like, oh, it's just a sign of respect, guys. <laughs> Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Like, you know what I mean? But I think that comes from me um, just growing up and feeling like an outsider so much and always just being like, adapt. Assimilate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adapt. A chameleon. Assimilate. Chameleon. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, I will say, though, I was all for the Texas culture when I first got here. And then after about a year or so, I was like, nah. I don't think this is for me. Yeah. You know, like, I still have never been to the rodeo. Oh, you're not missing anything. Oh, good. <laughs> but I don't know. I grew up that. I, that life is the life I grew up in, right? A right. very country life. And so, yeah. Except, you know, the boys would get a kick out of it. Not going to lie. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, the rodeo, the big one that comes through. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, like, the little mom Those. and pop, like, no. organic, like, those rodeos the boys would get a kick out of i've been to one of those and that was a lot of fun yeah Yeah. but the big rodeo nah it's just a performance it's not like it's not like going to like small town rodeos that's a whole other level yeah yeah i'm sorry i got off how long do you think it takes for a person to really assimilate (sighs) for me in florida it took about 
and I know it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal from Texas to Florida, but you have to remember I did I lived in the same zip code. Right. Your entire life. 30 yeah, my entire life. Yeah. And so for me to assimilate, it took me about six months. Wow. That's actually pretty quick. Yeah. Right, six months. But it's America <clears throat> to America. It's not like a foreign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's America to Florida. Ma'am. It's America to Florida. But I slipped right into the beach life. We lived a very beachy life there. Well, we didn't yeah. live, you know, we didn't live in, because there is a lot of country in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, but we we assimilated into that beach life very quickly. Like yeah. it became part of our weekly three times a week. We're at the beach. We're oh, at wow. the pool every day. Like beach life was like our motivation for living. I so see. Yeah. that, well, that was not hard for me. Well, yeah, that, that, that makes a nice buffer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If yeah. You, I mean, if, if all I had to judge Florida off of were those beaches, then I would love it. Cause yeah. I do. I, I, I haven't been to a beach in the continental US that has been as beautiful as Florida. Has been as beautiful mm-hmm. as Florida. Same. Yeah. Just not one. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah, I could see how that is. But yeah. if um could you imagine being a eight year old from New York and getting dropped off in South St. Pete? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's culture <laughs> shock. Yeah, no, that's culture shock. That's culture shock. Yeah. That's culture shock. And like eight years old in New York and coming down to the dirtiest of the South. Yeah. And just kind kind of having to. My my do not disturb just one apparently isn't working. (laughs) Um, And just trying to one being biracial and then being I would I didn't I wasn't just in New York. I was in New York City. Like I grew up in Manhattan for the for those first eight years in Harlem. So. For me to be someplace where our friends are are Jewish and Dominican and Asian and you know we just in this melting literal pot. melting pot yeah. and then I come and I'm on the bus and people are snatching barrettes out my hair and they're like what are you mm-hmm. and it was it was like traumatizing it almost. was like going in a time machine yeah like the bus is segregated. <laughs> yeah. Like, people around here talk real funny. I am finna go across the street, get some scrump. <laughs> hey, you want some strawberries? <laughs> hey, Florida has some good strawberries, man. Oh, God. Strawberry season. Anyway, <laughs> side note. <laughs> Fuck them strawberries. <laughs> Driving on the other side of the road. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying terrifying first of all the biggest car i saw on the road while we were over there outside of trucks like like semis were about the size of your jeep that was that would have been like a huge Huge car on the road yeah like your jeep and then um I imagine everything is like those little Fiats, those little small. Yeah, like a like, lot of small mm-hmm. cars, like uh, um, lots of Passats, lots of like, you know, just mini Coopers, mini Coops, you know, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> a lot of cars we've never heard of. But um, yeah, girl, terrifying, terrifying on the other side of the road. And their roads are probably a two way street is probably. I don't know, two thirds of what we'd consider a two 
uh, right. two-way street and like outside of major highways everything is a country road so you're just driving through villages and markets everywhere and the roads often are so small that you just have to pull over in the grass if you if you're driving next to people so i can't imagine how long road trips take that must be miserable <laughs> and then you're but they have a really like intricate train system and stuff like that right so yeah in, and yeah. in, in london they do oh okay yeah and i mean most places you could probably hop on a train and get there but girl driving on that other side of the road is different huh mm-hmm. i would know mm-mm. It, mm-mm. no thank you i'm good you good i'm good i'm good and especially when you grow up living and driving on roads like that like they take those curves at like 60 miles an hour <laughs> like they don't have time for me to like i can't tell you try to f- figure out and do the math like i'm on oh, the left Jesus. i'm on the right did you drive or did bill did, did, bill did. girl billy did bane it, bane did oh okay bane did <laughs> just punch him in the chest and <laughs> <laughs> but it scared the shit out of you it did and the roundabouts are terrifying oh i can't imagine the roundabouts are terrifying. They have those in California too. Those big ones like that that are like mi- like in the middle of a highway. Yeah, but it's it's it's. I, I mean, there are at least a couple times where we we were accidentally getting off on the wrong direction, or girl, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, am I supposed to be going this way? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, yeah, nah. that's 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 where I draw the line. Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah, I will. I think that's one of the things that sucks about San Antonio too is that like, if you move here, you have to have a car. Like you have, you really do have to. Yeah, there's just- a lot of driving and a lot of like, you can't. I think that you mentioned that about London, like one or that's one of my. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, you pulled, um, I didn't pull it, but I know we talked about like walkable communities. Walkable communities. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And like everybody's like, oh, everything is so small over there. Like the refrigerators are like half the size of our refrigerators. I'm like, yeah, but you guess what? Like you want bread? You, you're within a five minute walking distance in any direction of a co-op or a farmer's market awesome. or a Sainsbury's. And you just go and you get fresh baked bread. And then you cut it up and you eat it for the day. And the next day you go back and you get more. Like That yeah, sounds heavenly to it me. It does. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, their food, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we put in our food uh, here in the States is is illegal in Europe. Right. As and so, right. And so a lot of those preservatives that keeps our bread from getting moldy for like three weeks, they don't have. So why would you need a refrigerator if all your shit's going to go bad within two days? You just buy fresh all the time. You just buy fresh all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that too. In fact, when we bought this house, which we're in the suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, far west side of San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're in the country now, girl. So, Welcome to Medina Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to convince Michael for months, like, let's just buy an apartment downtown. Um, because I loved that idea of yeah. just we can walk and grab a drink or we can walk and go get something to eat or yeah, we can get a bird and <laughs> scoot down a couple of blocks and do what we want to do. Yeah. And like, that was one of the most fun things that we did that. And one of the reasons that we really loved hanging out in Vegas together is because we walked. Yeah. We just like, you know, we didn't rent a car because you don't need to. Right. You have to pay, you know, exorbitant, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Exorbitant? Exorbitant. Exorbitant? Right. Is that the word? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Exorbit, exorbitant amounts of 
Is exorbitant a word? <laughs> Here's what I found from Merriam-Webster. Some common synonyms of exorbitant. Yes! Is this exorbitant? E-X- oh, shut up. We don't need all that. E-X-O-R-B-I-T-A-N-T. Exorbitant. That's it. Yeah, look at us. So Smart. The, the fee... <laughs> we smart somebody said on tiktok that we should do like an adult an adult spelling bee with words that we use every day like wednesday and wednesday (laughs) spell the word wednesday can you please use it in a sentence (laughs) i i listened to cheaper than rehab on wednesday wednesday w i n Yo, if I didn't have voice to text, I'd be uh-huh. so much dumber. If I had to spell stuff out with my brain. February. <laughs> February. <laughs> Library. <laughs> really good at enunciating. Um, but we loved we love just walking. You don't rent you don't rent a car because you have to pay resort fees like fifty dollars a night to leave your car there. Like right. it's crazy. Like it's just and unless you're like driving outside of Las Vegas while you're visiting, like there's no reason to have a car. And so we would Uber where we want to go, and then we would just walk. Right. And we weren't even there forty eight hours, and we walked eighteen miles. Girl, yeah. You I know, love and it. we loved every minute of it. Like we talked, we looked at things, we took pictures, we saw amazing graffiti art. Like it's just this whole like no matter where you walk, well, I'm sure you get to a certain point in Vegas and you probably don't want to be walking there. <laughs> but like you just keep going and you just keep walking. Yeah. You know? And like here, I could walk for seven miles and still not get to a grocery store. Girl. Yeah. You know, yeah. or if I walked the other direction, I would get hit by a car yeah. because of construction and there's no sidewalks or the lack of uh, social social settings that aren't like consumer driven. Right. Like here, when you live in the suburbs, if you s- want to see other people like you go to H-E-B or Target or TJ Maxx, like stores, it's not like there's nothing to do. It's not like there's a cafe nearby where we could just sit for a couple hours and play checkers. Nope. There's like, you know, there's one comic book store, but it's not like a gathering place where you can right. sit and read comics. You know, all the bookstores are are 100 miles away. Yep. And they're like, you know, they're big, huge, big box mm-hmm. stores. It's not like an intimate setting where you can be like, hey, you live around here. So do I. Let's be friends. You want to go by? Can't do that. that. So I can see why it's so hard for people to connect and create community because we're not built for that. Yeah. Or at least our infrastructure isn't. Right. And in San Antonio as well, the transportation system is crazy. In fact, I had an idea the other day, and I'm going to go off on a little bit more of a rabbit trail here, Mm -hmm. that you and I should ride public transportation in San Antonio together to get from point A to point B to see how and show people how incredibly difficult it is to do that. Ma'am, I couldn't even tell you where the nearest bus stop is to my house. Mm-hmm. And, and if, I live on a farm to market road. And if you, and honestly, if you, your bus stop would be outside, no covering, mm-hmm. no place to sit. Yeah. You have to sit there for two hours waiting for the bus. Mm-hmm. It's 111 degrees here in the summer. Mm-hmm. How do you get anywhere? You don't. You don't. You literally, if you don't have a car, you literally can't get anywhere in San Antonio. This is okay. true. That's just my bitch of the day. <laughs> just one of them. Okay, that's my fourth bitch of the day. <laughs> okay, let's let's ask a few more questions. 
Oh, I don't want to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ask that question. I don't want to ask that question either. <laughs> Are they all your questions? Yeah. Let's talk about black identity in the, the UK. Oh, I'm actually glad you got that one. Yeah, so it was really interesting for Bill and I, um, <laughs> right, because let me let me sidebar this, right? Okay. Um, it is, I have heard it said more times than once that as black people here in America, we have no culture, right? Because, you know, well, we were brought here in the Atlantic slave trade, and then we just kind of had to adopt whatever culture the master forced on you and boop, 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 as opposed to, uh, Vietnamese people come here and they create a Vietnamese community. Mm-hmm. And then that that's that being Vietnamese, despite being a uh, second or third generation American, that Vietnamese culture is still very much a part of your identity. Um, same thing with Caribbean people or, or Mexican people, et cetera, et cetera. But black people, we don't have a culture, which I think is not true. We absolutely do have a culture. We have our own vernacular. We have our own food. Absolutely. We have our own music, the way of dressing. So I do believe... Black Americans have a culture. Even if it was birthed from that slave trade and even if it was birthed from that, it's a culture that was created because of the circumstances. Right. I I was I was uh, watching this woman on TikTok and she made an excellent point. She was like, you know, when. um, It's still recording. Oh, sorry. So she was saying that um, <clears throat> when a Jamaican person, a, a black person in America tells you that, yeah, I'm, you know, my family's Jamaican, we don't go, you know, we'll prove it. Prove or you're Jamaican. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and she was just like, you know, guess what? Somebody had to bring African people to Jamaica. How come? Because, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not like... Th- Jamaicans are the indigenous people of the land is right. was her point, right? So why do I have to be indigenous to the land for this land to be my culture? Right. You know what I mean? So that I th- that was her point. But when we went over to England, Bill and I kept asking ourselves, where are the British black people? Like where are the English black people? Right. Cuz everybody there is very much like I'm Nigerian, I'm Jamaican I'm like you're either Caribbean or African so um, and I mean unless you have an obvious American accent then they'll just be like oh okay we get it you're American but there were places we were going and um this one very nice lady we went to tour castle and she was just like why are you guys here like this is such a weird place for Americans to come visit because we were in the outskirt, outskirt and she was like well if you guys come back to visit she was telling us all about like these like um African festivals that they had going on and this that and I was just like oh Bill because mm. they they contextualize blackness in terms of you're either African or Caribbean and gotcha. we were like why does she keep trying to push all of, not that we might you <laughs> yeah. know she was being nice but I just thought it was so interesting because right. I we just had that conversation about I'm I'm a, I'm black American that's my culture and then to go over there and we could not find any black people that just identified with just like i'm just english i'm not you know like i'm not african i'm not caribbean i'm just no, a right. black person that grew up in london or something right. like that you know what i mean 
So that that's I just thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. Right. And we forget that, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we do in America is we think that everybody thinks like Americans. Yeah. You know, and we don't and they they don't. No. You know, I know that on my first missions trip to the Dominican, I went with Food for the Hungry several years ago and it was like this whole you think that everything in America is right and everything in America is great. Mm-hmm. You know? Like this one this one guy that was with us, he there was this little girl there and he's like, Oh, I just wanna rescue her and take her back to America and I'm like, That is the absolute worst thing you could do to this little girl. That would be the worst thing you can do. Because the thing that they do right in the Dominican, right, is community right. and connection and living together and sharing life together. And we don't do that no. here. And but just to me, it was just that ideology that bringing her to America would would save solve her, her problems. Yeah. Like, like everybody needs to do everything like Americans do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sidebar, though, have you ever thought of the amount of arrogance it takes to pity someone? Oh my gosh. Pull that down because the glare on the solar panels is like right Killing in you. my eye. I got you, boo. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we're fixing we're fixing the office. <laughs> the studio. Can you reach it? You're an angel. Thank you. I am an angel. <laughs> but yeah, the amount of arrogance it takes to pity somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's crazy. So, that's so funny. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. It is. It's a whole other podcast. Speaking of, I think we've like recorded two podcasts worth. At least. I'm excited. At least. Okay, let's do one more question mm-hmm. and then we'll shut this down. Are you ready? <sighs> no, I love doing this with you. Let's <laughs> talk about Spirit and Frontier Airlines. <laughs> Since this is a, these are, this is, this is the next two podcasts will be about travel. Mm -hmm. Let's close it down with our experiences on airlines. So did you fly? What did you fly to England? British Airways. Okay. It was incredible. It was beautiful. The, 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 that was probably one of the best, um, customer service experiences I've ever had on a flight. Really, really, really awesome. Fantastic. I I, I enjoyed it. And the flight was how long? Nine hours. And it was direct from Austin to, okay. Direct from Austin to London, nine hours. Um, But the, the, I mean, we were in coach, obviously, but they were really, really kind. They were always accommodating. They, it was never, I mean, it was really good. It was really good. Shout out British Airways. Shout out to British Airways. Sponsor us. (laughs) For real. For real, for real. But let me tell you about this one time I flew to Jamaica on Spirit. <laughs> you went to Jamaica on Spirit? It. I had no idea. So when we booked our um, travel, we booked through the travel agent on uh, at the resort. So the resort picked the flights and everything. And we we were just happy that the price was good until we realized that our flight was on Spirit. So that was that was the first no no. <clears throat> so um, we get to the airport, and our flight takes off. It's international, right? It's not very far, but we got there about three hours early, mm-hmm. and it was three in the morning because our flight was at six. Okay, and no one was there. <laughs> no one was at the counter, and I was like, ah, okay, maybe you know. I know this is a international flight. I figured somebody might be, but we'll just wait. 
An hour goes by, we're sleeping on a bench right in front of the Spirit Airlines thing. By the time we wake up, there's a line around the corner and (gasps) nobody is there. there. And we've been asleep for like an hour. So we go ahead, we hop our happy selves in line. And a very sassy young man comes out. Uh, Hold on. I know y'all mama taught y'all how to get in line. You better get your, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Who are you? What do you need? What do you need? First of all, y'all better have your tickets. You better have your proof of vaccination. I don't care. If you're going to Jamaica, you need to be over here. If you're going to Guatemala, you, I mean... Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. I'm in the middle of talking. If you, I was like, oh, this wow. is about to be an experience. And it was. It was. It was. Um, our flight time changed. Our seats changed. Mm-hmm. It was an uncomfortable ride. The staff was rude. But I got there and back. So that means that I've done better than 90% of the people that have ever, ever flown. flown on Spirit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was very, it was a huge um, difference. A huge difference. Huge difference. I am a Southwest Airlines flyer. Yeah, I like them. I like Southwest. I like Southwest because to me, it's no fuss. To me, it's, I like picking my own seat. It doesn't stress me out. Mm-hmm. I don't like and I think that's because I don't like to be told what to do. Right. So don't tell me where I'm supposed to sit. So right. I kind of like that freedom. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, that's very anxious for them to have to pick their and like worry about where they're going to sit. Mm-hmm. But I like picking my own seat. Right. I feel like there's some control I have in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they don't charge you for your first two bags. Yeah. Right. So Delta may be a little bit cheaper. American may be a little bit cheaper, but then everybody is bringing their suitcase on. Everybody's fighting for overhead bin space. You end up having to check your bag anyway. Like it's just, it's a thing, right? And I don't want a thing when I'm flying. I want simplicity. So I'm a Southwest Airlines flyer. When Michael booked this last minute trip to Vegas, which we flew Southwest to and from Florida both times. So when he booked this Vegas trip, he was like, the cheapest I could find was Spirit and Frontier. And so I'm thinking he's picking one. Oh, no, bitch, he picked both. Oh. So we flew Frontier there and we flew Spirit home. Which was worse? Um, they were both terrible for their own reasons. Oh, okay. Right? So Frontier was incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The seats are Awful. So small. And very wiry. Very girl. Yeah. For two hours and twenty minutes, I had I was like, we should have bought brought our little butt pillows that we use for the office. Seriously. <laughs> because it's so uncomfortable. You can't move. They charge you for a drink if you want a drink. Yeah. So they nickel and dime you to death. Yeah. And so it was like, I'm thinking I have fifty pounds because that's what Southwest gives you. We paid for a bag, mm-hmm. one bag. Right. Oh no, you have 40 pounds. And then if you and and then if you tear up, then it was like when we got there, they were like agents outside and they were like, "Did you check in online?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay." And they're telling everybody as we're checking in, mm-hmm. "If you need to speak to an agent, it's going to cost you $15." So you have to pay to speak to somebody behind the counter. Girl. Then it was $70 for our bag. And 
they were a little bit more lenient about carry-ons and things because Michael had a backpack and I just took my my crossbody. But um, so he put some things in the backpack, like his shoes and stuff, so it would take the weight out because we were 10 pounds over. So he had to throw 10 pounds on his back. So then we sit and we have no room to breathe or move. And, you know, we're going to that special place in our head. Spirit on the way home. Same thing. It was $25 to speak to an agent. (laughs) Your bag could only be 40 pounds. It was $60. You could not carry a backpack over a certain size onto Mm -hmm. the plane. They actually had agents putting that shit in there Mm -hmm. to make sure so that they could nickel and diamond charge you. I literally went to the gift shop and got bags and put my shit in there to make it look like I just bought shit at the airport so that they would leave me alone. And I had to carry that shit on onto the airplane. Oh, bless your heart. And every time Michael was just like, never again, never again. I will pay the, I will pay the convenience. I will pay for convenience. Never again, never again, never again, (laughs) never again. And we just happened to have flights on time. I mean, soon as I told the boys, like, hey, we're flying Spirit and Frontier, like, ooh, you're not going to make it home. (laughs) So I flew Frontier some years ago for my sister-in-law's graduation. And um, Bill was still active duty at the time. And we were in Chicago. And it snowed so bad that when we showed up to the airport, obviously all the flights were canceled. But Frontier won had no intentions on giving us new flights. It was just... Sorry. Sorry. It's canceled. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's canceled. Figure it out. Well, Bill had to... You know, if you go AWOL, that's a big deal. Sure. And so <clears throat> um, we were on the phone and we were... You know, we had no money to buy an extra ticket or, or for, for our family at the time. So we're on the phone and we're calling Frontier and I can't get anybody in customer service to answer they don't have they They don't don't have have phones they don't i was googling like frontier customer service frontier owner no frontier like they don't have a call center Mm -mm. they had gate they had one corporate number i think and it was like in miami and it was like the voicemail has not been set up and i was like this cannot be an airline company Mm -hmm. it is and we had questions to ask and we had to do it through the chat bot yeah that's Uh the only way Uh uh-huh like, you, you can't even call and talk to a human. It was Mm-mm. insane. And these people are in charge of our lives. Yeah. That is how I think about it. I'm like, these are the people that I am saying, I entrust you with my human existence. Yeah. <laughs> to get from point A to point B, and you won't let me talk to anybody. Ma'am. Ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, Never again. Never again. Yeah. They nickel and dime you, and it's just not worth Never. it. Never. No, it's not. You, If you paid for the conveniences that you get with other airlines, you might as well just buy the ticket from the other airlines and be taken care of. Yeah. You know? So. What's that sound? Zachary crawling. Oh. <laughs> My like, do not disturb is not working either. So. I, clear. <laughs> Clearly. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, Southwest Airlines, you can sponsor us. British Airways, you can sponsor us. We got you. For real. For real. Let for us, real. Let, let's go global with this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> we'll do it. We actually are global. Like, we have people listening in we other do. countries. Yeah, we do. We cool. do. I, I, I wonder if it's, like, my VPN on my computer. <laughs> 
But whatever, we can say but whatever. whatever. I can, I, I what can officially say. say that somebody in Korea is listening to us. Yeah. Somebody in England's listening yeah. to us. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Man, so many, so many things in this world to talk about. I, aren't you glad you got your mic back? I'm so glad I got my mic back. <laughs> and all of you should be very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I, thanks for hanging out with us. We're glad that we are back and that we got to chat with you and tell you about all of our adventures and yes. so many more to come. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm just glad that, that I got my rehab back. Yeah, me too, girl. Because I needed it. Me too. <laughs> Follow us on sh- social media, Instagram, Cheaper Than Rehab. Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. Amazon Music. Review us. We would love to hear what you guys think. Yes, please. Yeah. Please, yeah. Like, share, subscribe, review, subscribe, um, download, jazz hands. And when 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 I get my shirts made, you know, in jazz hands, holler at your girl, holler at your girl, spirit fingers. If it ain't gritty, yeah. If it ain't gritty, ain't litty. litty. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>